My name's Rebecca and I'm part of the Boone Electric Cooperative. I love that our cooperative provides awesome service and um, they're really prompt when there's an outage. They're really quick to respond. They also provide education about electrical safety and that's constant and ongoing and I feel like that alone would be enough, um, but they do so much more than that. Welcome to the Power for Your Life podcast, where we focus on energy efficiency, the value of cooperative membership, and safety around electricity. I'm Daryl Lindsay, your host. Today we have a special topic that is the third of four special episodes on what it takes to have a balanced power generation mix. My guest today is Roger Clark, Senior Vice President and Chief Commercial Officer for Associated Electric Cooperative in Springfield, Missouri. Associated Electric Cooperative generates wholesale electricity to six regional and 51 local electric cooperative systems in Missouri, Southeast Iowa, and Northeast Oklahoma that serve more than 910,000 members. Roger, thanks for joining me today. We've been talking about balance in this entire series now, and the picture we've painted is one of a three-legged stool for each of the elements of balanced generation. There is reliable, affordable and responsible power generation. Today our focus is on producing affordable electricity. Roger, if you would describe the group of people that make up the homes, farms, and businesses that receive this electricity. Good morning, Daryl, and let me say thanks for just the opportunity to sit down and talk with you. I like to think I've got a pretty good handle on who our members and owners are. I've been one for practically all of my life. Um, I'm, I'm asked that occasionally as I travel and I like to describe it as really the heartbeat of our country. It's, it's our friends, it's our neighbors, it's our families, it's the homes, the residences, and the small business that have chosen to make um, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Iowa part of their life. That's where they've chosen to settle and um, they've chosen our territory and that of our distribution cooperative owners. Um, we have a responsibility to them to be able to provide them this affordable, reliable wholesale power at a reasonable cost. Uh, this day and age, um, no one has extra income. Everyone's challenged to be able to not only provide for their plan, their families, but plan for the future. And we think it's a uh, responsibility of ours to meet their needs reliably and at a, a affordable cost. And and really, they're the the as you say the heartbeat of of the Midwest right here is those folks that are working the trenches and you know digging the dirt and planting the food and planting the crops and working the cattle and and just doing all kinds of things that really help their income. Exactly. Um, I grew up in agriculture. I certainly recognize that aspect. I also had the uh, opportunity to work for the cooperatives in the Branson area. I moved up to Columbia. So while um, that ag background and that ag uh, history is important to us, more and more there's fewer people that rely on that for a primary source of income. 
but they still have chosen our rural way of life and and we hold it dear um, we believe that protecting the land and the environment that we're on is important um, and we've stepped up to be able to provide what we know is no longer a luxury you know a electric power is more essential today than it ever has been and that's never going to go away and we take that responsibility seriously if you would describe how associated electric generates power to serve members across those three states um interesting topic or certainly it's interesting to somebody like me who's devoted a, a big part of my life to do it um you kind of need to start looking at what we call the fleet. Uh, the fleet is that assortment of generation options across a spectrum. Our coal plants have really been the backbone of that for 40 or 50 years, and, and they have done a fantastic job of providing that historic baseload, that generation that's on most of the time that's spinning in the background. A lot of folks... Um, I think they intuitively know it, but um, we don't have the ability to store electricity to serve homes and businesses. Um, it's a real-time product, and when you hit the light switch, that is because there is a unit at that minute, at that second, that's providing the electricity to do that. So it's important to have that baseload, consistent, reliable power. And, and what's interesting is those units that are 40 to 50 years old are setting records today. Um, they're operating more efficiently. They're operating at lower cost than they did decades ago. And that's a testament to the folks that have, that have put their life into maintaining and operating those units. Um, we started maybe 20 years ago, but we have certainly added a fleet of natural gas generation. Um, it's a newer technology. It's actually more efficient from the standpoint of its ability to turn not coal as a resource, but natural gas. Um, it's a cleaner option, and those units are much, much more flexible. Um, where you may think of a coal unit as kind of a slower lumbering resource, your gas plants are a lot more agile. They're a lot more uh, responsive to the signals that you may send to raise or lower that output. And that's important because, again, we have a real-time product. We have to have all types of resources to be able to provide that reliable real-time power. Um, we supplement that with some of the federal hydro. We're blessed to have lots of the lakes in our region. Um, as our members know, we've added wind to the portfolio, but essentially all of that mix is important. And it's we use that and follow one primary simple rule is to, to provide to our members the most affordable uh, power. We have to dispatch those most economic units. So we'll always start... Um, with our resources that are least cost and we operate those and as load grows we work our way up the stack is what we call it and incrementally add resources that are that may be more expensive um, that's kind of the operation of those fleet those units but what's behind that is just as interesting 
and that is we have to kind of look into a crystal ball so to speak because we're constantly planning what should that resource mix look like what should our portfolio be 5 10 15 years from now and so there's a group that's dedicated their their professional lives to trying to understand the variables certainly we know things are going to change <laughs> i never would have believed that they would have changed as rapidly as they did to get us here but as those variables move we're always uh, testing scenarios we're trying to determine what mix of these resources may be optimal for our members that are a decade from now and uh, it's a business that requires a lot of capital it's a business that takes a long lead time to be able to bring those resources in so it's never too early to start uh, optimizing and and putting together that resource mix of the future you know you mentioned something that that is is quite interesting you talked about how the the units are dispatched and and the dispatch order if you will based on cost and because this is a real-time business as you point out kind of go through what the the thought process is that people use to decide what that resource uh, mix is going to be for those particular hours it's based on fuel cost it's based on a number of factors kind of kind of summarize that just a little bit let me try to break that down because um there's components that we consider in that cost and there's components that we don't we like to talk about it in terms of variable cost once our members have invested in a resource um, that investment decision is kind of sunk we've made the commitment Um, we've spent the dollars and in many cases with these older units they're depreciated so the part that we're really looking at is what we call the dispatch or that variable that variable incremental cost if i want to generate one more megawatt hour or a thousand kilowatt hours what's the cost to to incrementally generate that much more and that's important to us because each of our units whether they be coal or gas um, hydro has incremental costs and and that's the magic that we're looking to because every hour of every day every day of every week of every month those are cumulative and uh, we pay attention Um, we we are as focused on which resources are operating at two o'clock in the morning on a saturday as we are which resources are operating monday afternoon Um, we think it's a it's a game where excellence requires consistency and we've got a team of system operators we've got a team of marketers who understand the the economics um, work closely in contact Um, they're looking at where loads are going they're looking at lots of variables making decisions as to which unit needs to start to provide power to meet member load maybe which units need to come off and and that spectrum between um, requires a lot of teamwork uh, the guys have gotten really good at it and our members our members benefit from that every day 
And, and that's absolutely right. Our members do benefit from, from the expertise and the knowledge that both of those teams, the whole team period, um, that, that they bring to, to the table. It's apparent that um, Associated really does focus on providing lowest cost power. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, Roger's going to talk more about Associated's diverse power supply and how flexible the operation really is when we return. Even though COVID-19 is still a threat, your Touchstone Energy Cooperative is as committed as ever to keeping the power on. So you can do your job by staying home and staying safe. Disinfect high-touch surfaces frequently and check in on your neighbors and loved ones often. You've got the power to make a difference and you can count on us to be here for you every day. Discover the value of your co-op membership Visit membersfirst.coop today. Planning a home improvement project? Always remember that working near electrical wires or equipment can be dangerous. Keep an eye out for overhead lines when moving ladders or working on your roof. If you need to work near an electric line, ask your utility to disconnect service wires so you can work nearby safely. For more information, visit safeelectricity.org. Energy saving tip number 87. Have your HVAC system serviced once per year by a NATE certified technician. with more of the Power For Your Life podcast. Today's guest is Roger Clark with Associated Electric Cooperative. And before the break, Roger was sharing about the diversity and low cost of electricity in the Midwest. Flexibility is also a key attribute that Associated Electric has when it comes to supplying member needs. Roger, if you will, talk about the advantage of being able to sell excess power to our neighbors. Yeah, it's it's an interesting question, and I, I love the opportunity to talk about it. Um, it really starts, as we were talking before the break, with the fleet. Um, we have a responsibility to our owners to be able to meet their needs during that hottest day in August and that coldest day in February. And we all know what those feel like and what we see here um from an operation standpoint is the demand for electricity gets very, very high on those days. Our board feels it's prudent, and, and I tend to agree that we need even reserves on top of that because you never know. These are mechanical. They're more complicated than any baler or combine I ever worked on. So they can and do tend to break. So you really need some reserve on top of that coldest winter day. Um, and that's what we have and plan for. If you stop and think, 
where that puts us is all of those other days of the year, all of those other hours of the day, we're what we call long. We've got excess capacity to be able to generate because we've planned for the worst contingencies. Um, that resource, our members have paid for. They've invested in it. They've invested in it for reliability. Now the question becomes, can we do something with that generation that brings in a source of revenue from somebody other than a member? Because I always think of it as any dollar we get from someone else is a dollar that our members don't have to pay for service. That only lowers everyone's bill. So we take these generation resources and we're constantly dispatching the lowest to our member, but then we look at that incremental and say, our needs are met. Um, electricity's become a commodity. Um, it's traded actively in the real time. It's traded next hour, next day, next month, um, almost in any unit of measure that you choose to look at. And we've got a group again that's dedicated to that we run a 24-hour day seven days a week there's always someone looking at our fleet looking at our generation communicating with with markets and when i say that um, there are things that we consider an organized market so we're we're selling into a group that provides resources for its load um, there's still a lot of what we call just bilateral contracts. We sell to uh, utilities that border us. Um, they have a need. Uh, they have a price. We look at our units and if we can sell our generation to a neighbor or a counterparty, recover our cost, but we're not trying to do this to break even. We want to make some money that we can then pull in as that revenue source. And it's, it's, the art is much more complicated than, than I have explained, but um, there are times when the unit may already be running, but it's not running at its full capacity. So what we know is the bus is running down the road, there are seats available on the bus. We could stop and pick up another customer. It's not gonna cost us any more. Um, that ticket, is money we can put in our pocket. So we're looking to move that resource and sell it next hour, next day to a neighbor. Um, and then the question becomes, well, that worked. We've got another generation unit, and this could be one of those natural gas that's next in line. Can we start that and sell that tomorrow? We know our, our, our members aren't gonna use it because we know what that load forecast is. What if I sell that unit and I sell it tomorrow to another utility? And we've gotten very good at understanding what our costs are. We've gotten very good at understanding the transmission and what it takes to flow that. So then it becomes the art of pricing that at something that will entice them to say, yes, I'll be happy to buy that power. And that generates a revenue for us. So incremental we go through that stack um, energy is a very very variable commodity as you can imagine um, in the middle of the night in the spring prices don't shift much as you get to those higher demand time periods 
um, energy can trade for tens and hundreds of times that price as demand comes on. And again, that goes back to this idea that when you can't store it, it has to be generated in real time. And we like to think we've gotten really good at providing a resource to others that, that advantages our owners, our members, in terms of lowering their cost. All the while providing them a, a very reliable product uh, that's balanced with environmental stewardship in mind and, and lots of things make up this real-time commodity world. That brings up a good point and I didn't stress it enough. Um, sometimes when we get into this conversation about selling off systems, selling resources to others, um, I don't emphasize enough our our native load, our members always come first. If something happens, it's the sale that we abandon, but that resource always goes to reliably serve our native load. Um, we know who owns us. Uh, we believe in this cooperative mission. We believe in the cooperative way of life. Um, and we're constantly focused on ways to improve not only the efficiency and the cost of our generation units, but in the way we operate them, in the way we dispatch them, that will constantly put downward pressure or lower those costs in the future. Affordable electricity is just so important when it comes to that balanced generation mix and remembering that the member does come first. Roger Clark from Associated Electric Cooperative Thank you for sharing insights on what it takes to produce affordable electricity. Coming up next month, environmental stewardship is important in the world that we live in, and Associated Electric has had a long-standing commitment to looking out for the environment by adding wind to its portfolio. And we will examine that topic next month on the Power For Your Life podcast. Thanks for listening to the Power For Your Life podcast. To learn more about this topic and other safety, efficiency, and energy technology information, contact your local electric cooperative or visit us on the web at membersfirst.coop. You can also follow us on social media at facebook.com slash membersfirstcooperatives, pinterest.com slash membersfirst, or instagram.com slash members first. If you have a question or topic you would like us to consider for an upcoming episode, email us at membersfirst at aeci.org.